We all lie. Lie to ourselves, mostly. Big and little lies. Out of fear to please our parents, then our teachers, our partners or friends. To avoid confrontation and to face how we truly feel inside. It started early on for me. I used to be good at lying. Welcome to La Real Story Podcast. Real stories, real talk, real people. I am your host, Cécile de Lepierre. I am a storyteller. I am a story listener. I was about six years old. I sneaked out of bed in the middle of the night. I had planned it ahead, overlooking all the details of it. I had to be extra cautious about not making any noise or I would wake the whole family up. So I slid down onto the staircase banister towards the kitchen, like a little thief. I gently opened the cupboard and grabbed a whole bar of chocolate. I climbed up to hide in the small office room of the house, closed the door, and I ate the pieces one after another until my stomach couldn't have it anymore. I was feeling full and guilty, disgusted by what I had just done. The next day, when my mother discovered there was a whole bar missing, she went nuts. Qui a mangé tout le chocolat? Il manque une plaque entière. Ne me mentez pas, je finirai par le savoir. Je déteste qu'on me mente. I kept saying, c'est pas moi, c'est pas moi. Not me. So did my siblings. My mother turned completely mad. She would yell in the house for a long time and scare the shit out of us. I was frozen and even more scared of saying anything. For years, I never admitted it. Even if I would get my siblings in trouble for it, maybe they took some chocolate too. But a lot of the time, it was me. And sometimes my mother too, binging on chocolate herself instead of eating a proper meal. I was ashamed and guilty. The stealing and the stuffing my face, the lying about it. I was also terrified of being punished and made fun of. Why was I doing it? I was allowed chocolate at home, a few pieces for my four o'clock snack, with bread and butter, the usual. So why would I steal in the middle of the night? The taste of the chocolate? No, it was probably a cheap one from the supermarket anyway. I was craving something, though, something soft and sweet, something to make my heart melt with reassurance. It was calming my night fears and the anxieties of a little girl. It was a way to cope with deeper secrets, ones that are unbearable and unspoken still. It was not the first time I had been lying. I had been lying a lot, actually. I became quite good at it, or hiding the truth, hiding my feelings too by fear of being told off and the consequences. Little things, and bigger things. Like when I stole 200 francs from my blind grandmother to go play at the village fair with my girlfriend. That used to be a lot of money. I was probably seven or eight years old. My father was a freelance landscape architect, and my mother was taking care of their four children, two boys and two girls, all one year apart from each other. A big family to feed. 
We lived in a village house with a lovely garden, la petite bourgeoisie. From the outside, it looked like we were doing really well. My parents were part of the local tennis club, would sometimes entertain parties at home, and us kids, we had lots of activities and friends. We looked like the idealistic family. From the inside, we were living way above our means. My father was struggling to make ends meet and would hide his financial difficulties. He was hugely in debt. My parents would often fight about the lack of money and about the bailiff coming every now and then at the house, threatening to confiscate our furniture and TV. Money was the subject of discord in the family, like so many of us, I'm sure. Still, we always had a roof over our head and food on the table. Most of the stress came from my mother screaming at my father and my father remaining silent in guilt. I loved visiting Mamie Yvonne. She was a widow, became blind at the age of 40 after injuring her eyes in a street accident, and went through many surgeries before being entirely blind. One of the first stories that I heard about her was that she saved me from swallowing my tongue as a baby. She heard me choking and shook me upside down. That's quite something. She couldn't see with her eyes, but she could feel with all her other senses. She never saw me or any of her grandchildren. She used to touch my face and describe my features. She had been living most of her life on her own in Limoges, with her siblings living in the apartments below. She had her habits. She knew every single details of her space and was doing nearly everything on her own even knitting very sophisticated sweaters for the whole family. She loved to listen to soap operas, The Young and the Restless, and the show Santa Barbara. What are the odds that I now live very close to Santa Barbara? Was Kelly Capwell going to break up her engagement to Peter? I loved it too, sitting next to her on her berry-colored velvet couch. We also had very profound conversations. She had never seen me with her eyes but she was seeing me. She touched my face slowly, discovering every angle and roundness, reading the palm of my hands. Tu vivras très longtemps. Tu auras deux grands amours dans ta vie, et tu seras une artiste et une femme déterminée. Her gentle touch and care were the premise to my interest in massage and wellness, I guess. She was visiting us from Limoges. The day I stole money from her... There was the annual big village fair. It was a huge event you wouldn't want to miss. My girlfriend and I wanted to go to some manège, rides, but we didn't have any money. I would never have even dared to ask my parents, knowing about their financial situation. I knew the answer would be no. I didn't come up with the idea of stealing from my grandma. My friend Marion did. Still, I'm the one who did it. She was from a wealthy family, one year older, and we shared the same birthday. Funny enough, she was more friends with my sister, but I was desperate to be her friend too. So she convinced me to do it. I didn't want to disappoint her, to be a loser. I wanted to be like the other kids and belong. For Marion, it was probably not about the money, but the thrill of stealing and daring me to do something. 
something forbidden that could get me in trouble. I sneaked alone into her bedroom to search in Mammy's handbag. I had Marion's words in my head. She won't notice. She's blind. How can she make the difference between bills anyway? Think of how many rides we can do and candies we can have. I was petrified, but I did it. The same day, we went to the village and spent it all. I don't even remember having fun. I just remember feeling horrible and numb. Of course, my grandmother noticed it immediately and questioned all of us. She was absolutely sure about how much money she had in her bag. And it couldn't have just disappeared. I shut my mouth and said nothing. My parents were furious, and we were all suspected. I denied it for months, but my grandma knew it was me. She felt it. She could smell my lie. But she didn't say anything. Instead, she waited. I guess she wanted me to come to her on my own. But I didn't, even though the lie was eating me. Of course, I stopped seeing Marion. A few months later, at Christmas time, my grandma asked me to come into her bedroom. I knew she knew. I felt horrible, ashamed, again. And my grandma gently talked to me. It was okay to admit. It was important to tell the truth. And next time, to ask her for money. She didn't tell me off. Instead, she reassured me, and we would keep it our secret. My life lesson was not that stealing was bad. I already knew that. It was lying about it, locking myself in the shame and guilt of a lie, not being honest with others and myself. I still carry some shame about it, mostly about hurting my grandmother. She forgave me, but I didn't for a very long time. That's one reason for me to share this story with you today to release it and free myself from the burden of silence. We all carry secrets and things we are not proud of. We bury them deep inside and think it will just go away. But they don't. They keep coming back to the surface until we look at ourselves truly. Our behaviors, our patterns, our coping mechanisms. Now, as a grown-up... I don't need to hide at night in the dark, binging on chocolate to cope with my anxiety. I can easily have a whole bar of it in the daytime in front of my husband, and still feel guilty about it, too. But I have forgiven the little girl I was. She was just trying to fill in her void. She was swallowing her secrets. And her family secrets. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please share with your community. You can help me by following my podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcast. And you can also leave a review. Follow me on my social media. All the details are below. Thank you and see you in the next episode of La Real Story Podcast.